we are back with our part two series of the Concioshan Conversation, a series of topics digging deep into marriage and relationships. This is part two called The Love Languages. And it is I, the H double Hart Henry. And your lady, the her. And this episode is sponsored by Numa Outreach Ministries. Numa Outreach Ministries is focused on taking the gospel of Christ outside the four walls of the church and into our local communities through community outreach, evangelism, and education. More information about the ministry can be found at NumaOutreachMinistries.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at Numa Outreach Ministries. You should spell that for them. P-N-E-U-M-A Outreach Ministries. Thank you. You're welcome. We are excited. We have special guests in the brick wall studios. Before with we us. do that, before we do that, what? We got new listeners. Oh, that's right. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out. We have new listeners from Bermuda, Austria, Namib- Nami- who? Namibia. Namibia. This dude. Yeah, you got that. <laughs> So, we got we have listeners from the motherland. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for your ears, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you for your ears. Anyway. Oh, wait, we didn't even say where we were coming from. Sorry, we're still at home. We'll, COVID's got us. We'll get there. Fine. See, the her is very eager to talk to our special guest Heck today. Heck yeah. But before we do that, <sighs> if you want to reach out to us, you can reach us on our Twitter at... M-S-T-A-J underscore H-A-R-K. Mr. J underscore Hark at Twitter and our Instagram is two Harks, the number two H-A-R-K-S. Again, if you have any questions, any comments about our show, this show, the podcast, or our Sunday show on WMVU.org, you can reach us on Twitter, any independent artists or any businesses that want to advertise on our podcast and our show, DM me and we'll work some things out. So I'll, I'm following your lead. Can we introduce our guest now? I'm so excited. Introduce our guest. Hi, guests. We have our cousins in the building, <laughs> April and Sean. Say hi, guys. Hello. We have April and Sean in the Brick Wall Studios today. Hey, everyone. How you, how you doing out there? <laughs> Glad to be here. And we are glad that you guys are here. You guys are our first guests on the podcast. So I'm super excited. We're excited. Our podcast is evolving. We're excited to have new guests. We're excited that we're moving forward pretty soon. We're going to do some audio. Uh, So we have our guests here today. Do some audio. Isn't this audio? I mean, some video. Excuse me. Anyway, uh, like I said, we're moving forward on a lot of things. So what we're going to discuss today are what we call the five love languages. Uh, But first, before we do that, we're going to get some backstory on Mr. Sean and Miss April. Yeah, so where, where do you want to start, April? How long have you guys been married? That's probably a good place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, God, I think we are um, So let's, hold on, hold on. So we, let's talk how we met. So we met in June 2001 wow. at a place called, where, April? Safe Light on the Bus. Shout out, Safe Light. Everybody's worked at Safe Light, and the so anyway, let's see, we met 2001, and it was, uh, you know. Love at first sight? I wouldn't say love at so, first so, sight. So, so we're going to save that for another podcast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a very interesting story. Yeah, we'll um, wait for that. Uh, but just to give you a little, a little uh, 
background? Well, just the touch of what happened. Basically, um, Sean actually, the Lord showed me Sean in a dream the day before I met him. And um, yeah, so that's, we'll save that for another time. The very next day, I met him at work. That would be a good topic. Yeah, met him the very next day at work. Um, So yeah, and we uh, got married in 2004. 2004, so we... So I think we're about to hit 16. We dated how long before we got married? Two years? Three years? Two, two and a half. Two, two and a half years before we got married, so... Yeah. Got to know each other, took our time, and... So, <laughs> so yeah, I think we are. We're about to hit our 16, 16 year years coming up in November. In November. November, so we're 5th. definitely not any newbies. Yeah, we've uh, been through some things. Absolutely, and, um, season vets. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. So there's probably a few things we can probably you know add to this uh, podcast here. And, a lot of experience, yeah. a lot of ups and downs, but we're, we're still here. Amen. 16 years. Woohoo! Growing. So, do you want to have Sean give us some background on love languages, Hark Henry, or what? Uh, sure, sure. Or Sean or April. We'll hand it off to you if you want to give our listeners some background of what the five languages well, well, yeah, are. Yeah. So, well, I'm going to run that down real quick. Five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time. Acts of services, gifts, and touch. <laughs> I'm just wondering that why he looked really dramatic. Like, yeah, he he looked again. at me touch. with those that was good. hungry eyes. Fiery eyes. Say that again. That was really good. Scared me. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little awkward. Just saying. No, I thought it was good. You're talking about good right? <laughs> Touch. Kind of like when you hear your, you know, your mom and dad. Ew. Yeah, it's such a strange. Just threw up in my mouth. But no, just funny. Okay, so what are they? How they come about? Can we give the listeners some history? Yeah. You know what? Let me let me kind of start with this. So before we kind of get into the love languages, um, so let's let's just say so the love languages. This book here, it's not only so it's it's coming from a, a Christian writer, but it's really not just for Christians. But it's really a book about relationships, whether it's. Uh, you know, mom, dad, whether it's about a, a love, love relationship with a husband and wife, but it's really to help impact and influence and help give insight in relationships. And so one of the things I was thinking about this last night is, uh, you know, obviously we're Christians. And so in Hosea 4 and 6, it talks about how my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And so anything that, you know, we want to try to be better at, whether it's relationships or school, whatever it may be, it's probably good that we get some information on that. And so this book is really a tool that I think can be used to help relationships. It has a lot of good information on it. And so I would just encourage anyone out there, you know, if you're struggling in your relationships, or if you're newly married and you just can't seem to figure out why you guys are, you know, can't click, this is a great way to give you some insight. And it's really tied into personality tests too. So there's personality tests out there that kind of help kind of <laughs> help you kind of figure out each other. Yep. But anyway, this this is really tied into that. <laughs> Go ahead. No, what was the name of the book again? Uh, so it's the Five Love Languages. By, do we have the name of the author? It is, it is by... Gary Chapman, that's who it is. Yep, you're right, Gary Chapman. And it was written in 1992. Yeah. And I'll second on, I'll just chime in a little bit on what Sean talked about. It definitely is a tool. If you feel like you are just kind of um, missing each other as far as some of your needs when it comes to communication, when it comes to 
um, relating, when it comes to supporting, just all of those different things, it helps you to better understand how to reach your partner or how to reach that family member or that friend that you guys just seem to continue to not really understand what the other person needs, right? And yeah. those things are needed to help build relationships and build stronger bonds. Yeah. And so what happens is people tend to, when, when you miss each other like that, some people start to feel neglected. Right, right. Right, when really, it's really not that person's intent to make you feel neglected. You really just don't truly understand how to meet each other's needs. And so this book is really uh, phenomenal when it comes to that area of your life, your relationships, right. and how to relate to people. Right, and, and, and also, the uh, beginning of the book, I think it's the first chapter, it talks about, you know, you get married, and then there's what they call like this, the quote-unquote feeling of love, where, you know, the, the start, the start, the star in the eyes look, the deer in the headlights, you get married to this person, and then, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you know, like things kind of change, and it, and it talks about, you know, as you get to know each other, now you really have to develop and understand these love languages that the book talks about, yeah. so you can connect, because at first, First, you know, when you first meet somebody, it really typically a physical. You're physically attracted to that person. You see mm-hmm. the outside of that person. Mm-hmm. You see their eyes. You, you just love a lot about what you see about them. And then, as you get into the relationship, now you have to add the depth. And so, right. this book really helps kind of work through that. Uh, not that the love ever fades away. It's just a different level of love, a depth of love that has to, to go deeper as you move through your relationship and your years. Of yeah, because you could have that disconnect because you don't understand understand how to communicate what that person needs and so right okay yeah absolutely and it's interesting that you guys uh reference that book because this website that i found here that i was using as a point of reference called mindbodygreen.com actually uses that book as their point of reference so i'm gonna just read this snippet Five love languages are five different ways of expressing and receiving love. Words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Not everyone communicates love in the same way, and likewise, people have different ways they prefer to receive love. The concept of love languages was developed by Gary Chapman, Ph.D., in his book, The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. And he describes these five unique styles of communicating love and categories he distilled from his experience in marriage, counseling, and linguistics. It's pretty ironic, too, because we actually, when we were in Bible college, at the same time, we took a marriage and family course. And the marriage, one of the books during marriage and family was the five love languages. Yeah, he wasn't paying attention. This was, you know, okay. what, 20, I don't know, 18, 20 years Something ago, like but um, it's real, it's it's just, it's phenomenal. The book has been proven to just couples that were like on the brink of divorce, mm-hmm. um, you know, or just really struggling with different issues when they took time and dove into this. Um, even if you just read it together as a couple, like read through a chapter a week or something like that and then come together and talk about it and discuss it. It's literally helped mend marriages. Okay. Because, you know, we'll get into all that. But, but yeah, it's it's truly a phenomenal book. It, it really is. is. I would definitely agree. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> yes. If you guys could see the loving smile that they have at each oh other, it's a beautiful thing. That's so funny. <laughs> I have the funniest story about how this book helped even us. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> Let's hear it. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, you want me to talk yeah, about Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, you know, I, I don't want to put them on blast, but, you know, <laughs> I do want to be, I do want to be real, you know. So, one of my um, 
love languages is is gifts. And uh-huh. every year for so long, look at him. Every year for so long, my husband right here, Sean, would um, for my birthday he would buy me fresh flowers like roses and a stuffed animal. Well, you know, I don't like fresh flowers, uh-huh. and I don't like stuffed animals, and so. <laughs> <laughs> because in my head I'm like you know why waste money on flowers they die that's so the way I feel yeah, yeah so right. in my head I'm like this is such a waste of money you know and um, so I started telling him I'm like I don't want you know I don't I don't mean to sound ungrateful but I don't want flowers I don't want you to spend your money on flowers and, and I don't I don't like stuffed animals like I don't yeah you know but every year he continued to get this for me even after you told even him even after I told him because for some reason he liked getting that for me. <laughs> and so I would get upset because I see these roses and this stuffed animal and I'm like, oh my God, that could have been used to get me something that I really want, you know, and coming from a background of beauty and cosmetics, it could be a a lipstick. It could just be something that I thought he paid attention to or that he knew about me that would just make me happy. It doesn't have to be all this money being spent on it, but he still show up with these. And so finally, the last time I just was like, look... (laughs) I don't want any more roses or flowers. I don't want any stuffed animals. I can't do anything with them but shove them in the closet. Can you please listen to me when I say, that's not what I want for my birthday. Right. Right? Uh-huh. Because I started to feel like, seeing that every year, I started to feel like, you're not listening to me. You're right. not listening to what I want. Mm-hmm. You don't care about what makes me happy. Like you're going through the motions. doesn't make me happy. Right. But for uh-huh. some reason, this is what you continue to get from me, but I don't like this. Right. And so I started to feel neglected. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And it started to make me feel like, okay, he really doesn't care about what I really want. Mm-hmm. He only cares about what he wants to get from me. Right. Uh-huh. And so that started a breakdown. Right. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I don't know what year it was, but it, it, you know, he, and that wasn't the only thing he got me, but it was the fact that money was being spent on something that I did not like at all. Right. It could have been shifted into something that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, one just, year, just finally, just finally one day, yeah, one year, I was probably after that last one. I was like, look, <laughs> if I see another rose, you did, know, did she really say it like that? Sean? I think probably. Uh, yeah, I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> Some people love roses and they love fresh flowers and I love those things. I do not like those right. things, you know? So it was, I feel like that ties into, um, into the book and just finding how to meet each other's needs because mm-hmm. what I think I would love for Sean might not be what Sean would love for Sean. Right. So I have to find a way. (laughs) So I have to find a way to figure out what it is that would truly make Sean happy Mm -hmm. on his birthday or whenever that is and make sure that I'm listening to that and not just giving him what I think he would like. Right. Right. And so I feel like that was just Mm. an example of a way that that book, just, you know, finding a way to listen to each other, even when you think, the other person isn't listening. If you guys are out in Jeffersonville Mall uh-huh. and you pass something that you think is amazing and you drop a little, oh, babe, that looks so nice. Like, uh-huh. you know, and then six months later, you never forgot what you heard. That's me. And you go out and you get that thing <laughs> mm-hmm. because you were actively listening. That's you know me. what I'm saying. So now he's careful about what he says that he likes because he knows. He'll show up with it. Yep. And, yeah. he, and now he hates it. Yeah. So <laughs> women, women love that. Yeah. You know, women love that, and it's just again, it's more so finding 
listening, Mm -hmm. actively listening and giving that person, um, really sacrificing what you think you would like for them Mm -hmm. and truly listening to what their needs are and meeting those needs. Right. Cause you, you talk about that all the time about not being, uh, selfish, being selfless to understand what your partner needs. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. She's right. Cause Gift giving is her thing. Oh, it is all that's, day. So that's I am too. Yeah, I have. I I do. I'm I'm careful about what I need. So even as I'm building a business, there's things I need to have in place, and yeah. I'm, and I'll just say, can oh, I need a a new computer. Then I I try to pull it back because if she hears yeah, that, she's gonna go buy she's a gonna computer. Get it. And I don't want her to do. Wait that. for Christmas. Right. So now. <laughs> So now I got to hustle up something and get it before she does. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things that we work through. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. You know what, to, <laughs> to, to kind of add to that, I mean, to, to help maybe some of our viewers out there is that, um, you know, so, some of us, some of us were raised where we didn't really have, you know, fathers that modeled some of these behaviors to Absolutely. us. So yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. speak for me personally, like I didn't really have a my father wasn't really in tune with my my mom and her need. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they were both out of tune with each other. So the book talks about that. If you're raised in, a, in, a, in an environment where mom and dad are not really, you know, active, actively showing these type of things, mm-hmm. you yeah. kind of are at a disadvantage. Doesn't mean you can't learn. Exactly. It just means you have to you have to you have to be willing to learn. So to kind of go with what Joe says is this, you know, relationships, it really is about self-awareness. As you grow in your relationship, there has to be a, a the same level of growth and self-awareness and selfish selflessness yeah. where you have to actively listen as well. And to be completely honest with you, you know, our first, shoot, I don't even know. I'm still, still getting there. Um, <laughs> you know, for a long time, I, I would hear what she said, but I wouldn't, hear what she said. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And, and and that's because I'm hearing it through my own eyes. And unfortunately in a lot of relationships and with, and just in general, we see things through our own eyes and we're unwilling to kind of move out of that. Yeah. And what I've learned here just even recently is just, I have to definitely be more willing to listen yeah. actively. I mean, even if that means painfully, you know, writing things down, whatever I have to do to kind of hear those cues, like, like she, my wife was saying, but it's a progression, and the cool thing is, as long as you're willing to, yeah. as long as you're willing to adapt, and you have the heart to wanna, I want to get better. You'll get better. But I think a problem in a lot of relationships is they just get to a point where it's all about them. They don't yeah. care about serve. Marriage is really about serving each other, and they get to a point where they don't care anymore. Right. And when you get to that point, it's hard to want to lay your life down for your wife and listen to her. If it's all about you, then who cares? So, right. you know, that's 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 a bigger issue in so society. It's funny because you have him but then on the other end I'm a very giving person I'm a naturally very giving person so I'll show up at home with gifts you know like like yes Mm -hmm. I'll show up with gifts and um but I remember specifically in the earlier parts of our marriage you know again I was in the beauty industry and I remember we'd you know we'd be walking through the mall we'd pass a makeup counter and even though I have my own money Mm -hmm. you know I could pass a lipstick that I liked a lot and I'd say something, oh, you should buy this for me. I really want this, you know. And I remember he'd look at his face right now. And I remember he'd look at me. He'd be like, 
What would you say? Like, I don't mm, know. not right now. Hold on, like this lipstick would be like fifteen dollars plus tax. Okay, he'd be like, oh, do you, or he'd be like, do you really need that? Is that a want or a need? Right? The accountant so, in him. So yeah, that's the accountant, right? Yeah, but that's yeah, the accountant. I no, 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 no shade. But I'm trying to help them understand. Yeah, you can help them. So. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but in my so when he would say that in my heart, my mind would go to. But you dropped money on roses that I didn't want. But you dropped uh-huh. money on stuffed animals that I didn't want. But you would drop money on X, Y, and Z. But here we are passing through a mall. And there's a $15 lipstick I want, which to me, $15 is nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but you're not interested in giving me something that I want right. in this moment. And so, and then here comes, okay, well, everything I need, I'll just buy for myself. Ah, you know, uh-huh. and then that goes that goes into another area where it's like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you can never depend on anybody to do anything for you. You can just do it yourself. And then here comes Miss Independent. <laughs> right. Here comes Miss Independent. No longer a submissive wife. Head. Yeah. So, so out the door goes submissive wife, right? Like, you want to be a submissive wife? I can't even get a $15 lipstick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Because if we were going through the mall and there was anything that he, he saw, wanted, uh-huh. I wouldn't even care how much it cost. If he was like, oh, I really like that. Yep. I'd be like, okay. You want it? I got you. Right. Just, with, you? with her Henry. I don't care that that cologne's $200. I'll buy it for you right now. Exactly. Because I want you to have everything you want. Right. But when that, when you feel like that's oh not God, being Oh, God, I'm re- getting death stares. When you, <laughs> when you feel like that's not being reciprocated, reciprocated, absolutely. You start to feel a little neglected, right? Yep. Because maybe, it, and for other people, maybe it's like, you know, you, your, your spouse knows you're going through something, and maybe you don't, maybe you're... Um, your five, your, your gifting or your five love language, maybe your yours isn't gifts, but it's physical touch or mm-hmm. it's, you know, you just want to be held. You just want to hug. If your spouse sees you upset, stressed out, you just want them to take a moment and just hug you and just love on you. Right. Right. Um, and so it's people need different things in different ways. Yep. And that's what the book talks about. For me. I probably was going through something and I thought a new lipstick color was going to really nice. Yes. It made me feel really good. Like, oh my God, you just bought me this lipstick. You know, it's not much to a lot of people, but for me, it was a color I really wanted. Yes, I could have bought it for myself easily, but I wanted to know inside that he cared enough, enough. Yep. to give me that in that moment. And so it took him a long, it took him a while to finally start to, um, to see that kind of thing, you know, that kind of stuff. So when we go out now, it's a little different. He's listening. We go to Jeffersonville and I'm like, oh, I really like that perfume, you know? And then he just looks at me and then he's like, okay, let's get it. Uh. But, before, <laughs> but before it wasn't like that. Before it would have been like, is that a want or a need? Right. And I don't want to hear if it's a want or a need. Right. You know? And that's, that was my issue because I am a gift yeah. person. Yeah. And if I'm out and he's not with me, I'm like, oh, Always he might like him, this. Right? I Always will bring something back yeah. for him. But then he goes shopping and he comes back, look at everything he bought for himself, <laughs> and there's nothing in there Hello. for me. Hello. I am mad. Hello. Exactly. I'm upset. Like, really? Exactly. You couldn't get me a pair of socks? Shopping? You couldn't think of me one time? Right. However. Exactly. I'm just However. However. <laughs> I still got to come into what you said. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, no shade. I yeah. mean, this is all part of our growth. Right. You right. know? Like, right. But don't sit here and make it sound like I've never. No, you're not. But I was okay. just relating oh to her gosh. story. This okay. was something. No. Riley, this, no. was, <laughs> this was no. something that no. we had to get said. through together. Right. Yeah. And 
even though that was my language, but I didn't know that at the time. It was yeah. just like, I know I love to yeah. gift things. Right. And when people buy me things, that means they love me. But then I had to realize that's not his right. love language. Yeah. So I have to understand what his love language is as the same at the same time that he understands mine. Yours. So right. he has evolved. It's like to, ours is the reverse of your situation. Well, it's funny because I had to realize because of the gift giver in me, mm-hmm. I'd show up at home with all kinds of stuff for him. Yeah. And to him, he's thinking he's not even receiving it like I'd receive it if the tables were turned because I'm projecting my love language right. onto my spouse. Yep. And that's yep. not his. So I'm showing up with all these presents. That's and all me. These, oh, look what I just... <laughs> and he's like, okay, thanks. You know? And I'm like, in my head, like... That's it? That's like, all? You're not... <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's, it's me projecting what I yeah. want done for me onto him. And so, you know, that that journey of finding what his was, mm-hmm. you know, Hold on. versus what mine is. Sean has a... Has okay, a yeah, yes. Yeah. So he has the floor. This, look, okay. this is not to defend Dude, myself, but I want to bring some context. So, so here, this is something about me. So, by nature, I am an, an accountant, fiscal conservative, whatever you want to call me. Right. And so, look... To be completely honest, it, it is a struggle for me mm-hmm. when it comes to wants, needs, budgets, like all those things are in my head, like right. budgets and, and all these things. And so for me, which, you know, God's worked with me. Yeah. I understand Definitely that. Definitely different. Yeah, I'm a different. different the thing now. is, it's like, that's why when you said, okay, I want this, whatever, my, back in my head, I'm thinking, okay, is that in the budget? Do we need that? Because I was so tight. <laughs> and so, but you know, but, but I'm just saying to my defense, that's how I, my, I processed mm-hmm. money. Also, you know, the way we, the way we look at money are totally two different. And that's, the way we grew up. And the way we grew up, there's two totally different ways. I grew up poor. Um, I grew up with not having much. Um, I wasn't spoiled. Like I had to work, had a job since I was 10 years old, all this stuff. April's came up in a different, you know, her, her mom always made sure she was taken care of. Even if it met her own needs, I didn't come up that way. So I'm fighting against all these kind of generational things uh, where I was taught. Now that doesn't excuse anything, but I will say that I have learned that, you know what, $15, $20 is not going to kill the budget. Also, it's helped me understand, look, I, if that's her love language as well, and it's true about the whole projecting thing because yeah. I can't think everybody's like me. Like right. everybody's counting every penny and every dollar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I so I'm learning to grow. I'm learning to also, I want to serve you. I, I want to be a blessing to you, right? And so... If that makes you happy, as long as it's not like, you know, $50,000 purchase or something like that, obviously. So I'm getting better, but it does, it takes a level of Mm self-awareness and also, you know what? Sometimes I just got to relax a little bit and just say, you know, it's not about me. So anyway, it's, it's a growth and and, and we're all going through that. Right. And sometimes us gift givers have to be careful because we tend to, Oh Lord have mercy. Get your whole life. Let's talk about about this. Let's talk about this. We obviously are talking about the gift aspect of the love language. We got to talk about this. This is good. This can be a major problem for people like us. Uh huh. Um, I, I don't know whether to refer to you as the her. Or yes, okay. I, I am the her. Uh-huh. Okay, the her. So <laughs> this is a big problem for us. So because we are such gift givers and that is our love language and we do project that onto other people. And lots of times the people that we project that onto are people with totally different love languages. And so they don't know how to appreciate mm-hmm. the sacrifice that we've made to give them what we've given them. Right. So it's almost kind of like, 
I, I don't mean to say this in a harsh way, but it's almost like casting your pearls before swine. Yes. Right? Like you're literally giving, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, and then all you, you know, sometimes all people are, all people do is just like, oh, thanks. Right. And then they move on. And, and in your head, you're like, hold on, do you know I drove out of town for that person? Do you know how long I stood in line? Do you know how long, I like, how much I sacrificed to give this to right. and all I can get is like, oh, thanks, and then they move on to another conversation. And then you leave hurt. Right. Right? Yeah. Yep. And then next thing you know, you're dealing with the fact that um, you feel unappreciated. Yep. And so, <laughs> and, and then you realize you're wearing your heart on your sleeve, yes. right? And then all these people are just pouncing on it because they're not giving you in return yep. that thankfulness um, and that appreciation, not that you need glorified because that's not what I'm saying, but that appreciation of everything that you did to give them what you just gave them. Right. And so we have to be careful if gift giving is, or I'm sorry, gifts as a whole is your love language. You have to constrain that in a sense. You have to be very cautious and very observant of, um, you know, who you're doing this for. Right. Um, because if that's not their love language, you're literally just wasting your money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how can you're we... You're wasting your money, you're wasting your feelings, you're wasting your emotions because they're not going to give you that appreciation that you really truly want. You want somebody to be like, oh my God, thank you so much. The reaction you would give. The reaction we would give. Right. But then that's us projecting. And so mm-hmm. we literally will spend hundreds, mm-hmm. if not thousands of dollars yes. taking care of everybody else. Amen. Speak <laughs> that. Speak and that. You know, know and honestly, that okay. can turn that can turn into getting used by people. Uh-huh. Typically, we're the kind of people that get taken advantage of a lot. Yep, yeah. they get used. Um, that are unappreciated. People kind of step on you. They don't think twice about stepping on you. And so, you have to find that balance. Right. Right. Um, and and honestly, to guard our heart because out of it flows the issues of life. You know, mm-hmm. but just really allowing the Lord to step in and say, Hey, this is my this is my love language. But um, I need you to help me balance this out, right? So that it doesn't affect me and drain me emotionally yeah. when people aren't appreciative or even right. aware that they just kind of brushed you off. Yes, right. So how do how do listeners determine what their love language is, or how do you read your significant other's love language? Sure, sure. Well, I'm glad you asked that. So there is a website, a really cool website out there. Five five the number five lovelanguages.com. Once again, it's the number five lovelanguages.com. Now on the website, there are different um, sections or component there's different sections. So there's like a married section, I think there's a single Simple. section, a child or kid section. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a quiz. Couples, singles. Oh, men, there it goes. Military, children, Couples, men, children, singles, military, teens. And you click on that. And what happens, it, it takes you through a series of questions. It takes about 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes top if you're really thinking through it. And what it does is it helps identify what are your five love languages in the order by percentage. Yeah. And so that is a really good way for couples or anyone to go out there to kind of figure out what their love languages are, to take that test. And it, immediately you're going to... Um, help help you understand your spouse when we're talking about spouses right, here. Right, because you're not just a part of one love language. You could right, have right. a piece of all five. Right, yeah. and also, <clears throat> excuse me, the love languages could also fluctuate depending on the season that you're in in your life. Okay. Right. So, for example, typically my most strongest love language is the gifts. But right now in this season of my life, I'm very busy. I'm very busy with school, with work, with just 
everything, shuffling everything. So mine shifted from gifts being number one to um, acts of service. Uh, acts of service, right? Which a lot of those questions are, you know, would you rather have your spouse yep. do this for you, pick up a task that you normally yep. do, or you know, option B. Well, right now, because I'm so busy, everything that he steps in in my life and takes over helps me. Yeah. Okay. So that is priority in my life right now because of my busyness. So okay. mine shifted from gifts to acts of service because mm-hmm. I need him more to pick up loads for me right okay. now. So it's important to know that just because you score high in one, you know, one um, language, one love okay. language, you know, this season of your life does not mean that that is your number one love language for the rest of your life. Gotcha. Right. Okay. I feel like it fluctuates depending on the season. Okay. Sean, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I think it, I mean, I think overall you'll probably have the top two. Oh, gifts just went to number two. Yeah, It may slip. (laughs) It's still there. (laughs) I think generally speaking, oh yes, you'll probably be one or two and it may flop a little bit, but your your personality is set. So you are who you are. Yeah. Your top two will most likely stay your top two, but I feel like they could kind of yeah, they can. Just depending. I wanted on. to give a, a quick example of the acts of service. So, so okay. it's like even this week. So April, you know, she's busy. She's doing a lot of things. I do a lot of stuff around the house. I do laundry. I do dishes. But particularly, she needed me to take her car to the uh, oil change place to get something done. And she's busy. She's working. And so, on Friday, a couple of days ago, you know, I made it a priority to make sure. Look, I'm going to get this done for April. Now, in the past, I'd have been like, you know what? Text me. I'll put it on my calendar. I'm, I'm real big about yeah. calendar. Shit, <laughs> he, so. says, he says it's not real or valid yeah. unless it comes through a text. I, I, I t- my thing is, <laughs> That's I, how we got them here today, un- folks. <laughs> unless you text me and it goes on my calendar, it's not getting done. And I do say that, so I apologize for that. It's but fine. I made it a priority because I knew how important it was to her. I listened to her. And so I went yeah. and got, got that done. And now when she comes home... You know, she's that's one less thing off her, yeah, her plate. off her plate, yeah. and then she could she could have space to do other things. So I know we've dominated the conversation with no, gifts, but I'm curious. Cool. Well, right here, I have acts of service. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If your love language is acts of service, you value when your partner goes out of their way to make your life easier. Yeah, it's things like bringing you soup when you're sick, making you coffee uh, for you in the morning, or picking up your dry cleaning for you when you've had a busy day at work. Yeah. This love language is for people who believe that actions speak louder than words. Unlike those who prefer to hear how much they're cared for, people in this like to be shown how they're appreciated. During the smaller and bigger chores to make their lives easier or more comfortable is highly cherished by the... These folks. I'm curious to know what Sean's love language is or his <laughs> dominant. <laughs> All right. And, so, <laughs> and then we'll ask Hark Henry too. But. <laughs> so, so mine is... Um, my dominant one was words of affirmation and I think that's pretty true for me so I'm not so much the acts of service or the the gifts or even physical touch was kind of low for me but words of affirmation so I do like it when April like I like to do things kind of I'm a guy I like to do things behind the scenes but I like them to be kind of noticed too so if the guard like if I take the public wait that's kind of I know it's it's what behind the scenes and notice no I take that back I like to do things that where she doesn't ask me to do them but then I like her to notice like for instance if I take the garbage out I I clean the I clean the kitchen I want her to come through the door and say oh the kitchen's no, clean or, no, or, or, so the, or the garbage out. This is so out. funny about this because he will. He'll take the trash out. He'll do the dishes. What do I say? You know, whatever. What and then you? as soon as he sees Tell me, he'll be like, so. <laughs> no, no, listen. This is funny. Every single time. He'll be like, so. 
you notice anything today? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and I'll be I, looking around and be like, oh. I do. Sometimes I'm so busy, I'm like, I'm not sure. So we'll go into the kitchen and be like, you notice anything? <laughs> and I'll be that. like, oh, you took the trash out today. Yeah, that be <laughs> or like, and then I'm like, and he's like, well, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, uh, and I'm like, thank you for taking the trash out today. <laughs> but it, 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 always, it always feels better when I don't have to stop. Thank you, you for doing what? the dishes. Thank you but so you know, that's, much. For me, that's obviously how I But he wants, I mean, literally, he's been doing this for years. So okay. he wants me, he wants me to notice it and he wants me to yep. affirm what he Absolutely. did because, you know, he wants to feel appreciated right. in the area. So I've learned. Job well I've done. Appreciate Nobody takes the trash out like Sean. That's Nobody right. takes the trash to, out like way Sean. Way to go, Sean. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Or thank doesn't you. dishes like Sean. He That's called right. him Jonathan. What is a Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hark Henry, what's your dominant? What I like or what I like to do. We're talking about what we like. What? Right? Yeah, what, what you is, like. What is your highest, yeah, your highest your gift? Gifts test. Oh, I didn't take the test. Yeah, we have to take that, but yeah. we just, by um, getting to know each other yeah. and we've kind of figured it out. Sure. So I'm curious to take the test to make sure right. yeah. what I think is correct. So yeah. we'll do that. We'll I'm have curious to about up. yours too. I know gifts will probably be number one, but I'm curious about number two. I'm thinking okay. quality time. I'm thinking quality time or physical touch. Really? I'm thinking one of those two. Is she a hugger? With her. I am a hugger. hugger. You a hugger? I do. I'll just come up and be like, I need a hug. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. between those. Two. So we'll have to follow up. I'll, yeah. We'll take Perfect. it and we'll follow yeah. up. Yeah. My dominant is touch. Okay. Um, I like to be touched. It's relaxing. It's comforting. Mm. Um, but not hugs though. Like he'll like to have his like head rubbed. Yeah. Rub, yeah. And, 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 toes. and again, I think it's like. I want to rub his toes. He, he, toes. Doesn't, he doesn't like his toes rubbed. I, I, so I, I mess with his feet on purpose. I don't like his feet <laughs> But again, I think it's like Sean said, it's, it's how you brought up. Because when I yeah. when I was little, I spent a lot of time with my mother. And she used to scratch my back a lot. Yeah. You know, my mother, of course, you know, my mother's nurturing. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, was she affectionate? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So as a little kid, she she touched me a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always liked to be touched by her. But when I got older. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nah, she's like, I don't want to touch you. Get out this house. No. Um, but I think that's that's my dominant. And I, and I think my uh, my second one is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Because early in, in our relationship, I would ask her, am I being a good husband? Gotcha. Are you happy? Yeah. Am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Right. Do I make you feel secure? Right. Because yeah. I need to know that because right. I know me. Right. And sometimes you kind of you can take things for granted yeah. and you can get away from things. And I don't want to do that because yeah. my past relationships were, were very bad. And this one is the one that means the most to me. So I want to make sure that I'm still putting forth every effort and she feels like she's my only priority now. All right. So those are my two uh, love languages. We'll have to take the test and make sure. I wonder if we'll have time to take it during the break when we uh, play some uh, new music. Uh, it took me less than 10 minutes. Maybe. It was pretty quick. Okay. Maybe. So now's the time to play some music for the folks yeah, and we'll be back to continue the yeah, conversation. Yeah, we're going to take a, uh, a potty break. You did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we have some uh, independent artists that, you know, we, we like to put out there. So we're going to play some music here for you. And then uh, when we come back, we'll finish up with acts of service, touch, and quality time. We'll dig deeper. All right, all right, all right. All righty. 
Mr. H. Double Hark Henry. And your lady the her. All right. So we have taken our tests. And while we were taking our tests, you guys were listening to All I Know Is Hip Hop by McKay Beats. That's an independent, independent artist I found online. I'm giving his credit. Look him up. He has some great tracks, some great music. Um, so while we were taking the test, our results have come back. And the test is really simple. Uh, takes 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, some of the questions I had a hard time picking which one was more meaningful, but it's easy. You should go ahead and take the test. And what's the website again? Uh, the five, number five. Number five, lovelanguages.com. All right. And you should pick the test according to who where you, you are. Where you are in Couple, your life. Couple, single, military, yeah. or something like that. Is that. Okay, so ladies you want to go first? Ladies oh, first. Ladies first. <laughs> okay, so we talked about it. And it is correct. My dominant love language is receiving gifts. It was 37%. My second at 30% is quality time. My third, 17% words of affirmation. 13% physical touch. And last, 3% acts of service. Are you surprised? No. April Sean? I'm not surprised. So, mine was 33% physical touch. Coming in second was quality time at 27%. Acts of service and words of affirmation came in tied at 17%. And receiving gifts came in at 7%. So that's why I didn't get gifts when we first started. (laughs) Did did yours have a, uh, a definition thing at the bottom like mine? It did, but I... Did not read it. Does it come in the email? Wow, you go ahead and share yours. Okay. I'll look and see if So it told me my, my primary love language is physical touch. This language isn't all about the bedroom. A person whose primary language is physical touch is, not surprisingly, very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, holding hands, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or face. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial. While neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive, physical touch fosters a sense of security and belonging in any relationship. I didn't say mine. That's cool. So, um, I was not surprised to hear your results. Okay, so let's get back into the conversation. All right. So, we've already talked about gifts acts of service so let's talk about words of affirmation and let me pull up my screen here i have it right here thank you what website is it you want me to read it yeah where's it from first where's it from? what's your site oh focus on the family site. well it's focus on the family yeah you give credit to the you want me to read it yeah. all right words of affirmation One time when my wife and I were visiting our daughter and son-in-law and our two grandchildren, our son-in-law took the garbage out after dinner. When he walked back into the room where we were talking with our daughter, she looked up and said, John, thanks for taking the garbage out. Inside I said, yes, because I knew the power of appreciation. I can't tell you how many men and women have sat in my office over the past 30 years and said to me, I work my tail off every day, yet my spouse acts like I haven't done a thing. I never get a single word of appreciation. If your spouse's primary love language is words of affirmation, your spoken praise and appreciation will fall like rain on parched soil. Before long, you will see new life sprouting in your marriage as your spouse responds to your words of love. Aw, 
that was Sean. That's not good. I know, that's totally Sean. You know what? Get your life. <laughs> I, have it, I have it here on moneymindbodygreen.com. Words of affirmation. People with words of affirmation as a love language value verbal acknowledgments of affection, including frequent I love you's, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement, and often frequent digital communication like texting and social media. Thanks. <laughs> Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, I think, like I said prior, I, I do that for the her. Uh, and sometimes I do it for my own clarification because sometimes I do need to hear it. Or sometimes I just walk up to her and I just tell her something good, and how nice she looks, or, or anything like that. Since COVID, he ain't told me I look nice. Last time I heard that was January because I'll be rocking my sweatsuits and flip flops. It's just so funny how the personalities are so different in people. You know, because like when I hear that, like not one person has to tell me anything, has to tell me a word about, you know, just that affirming. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to hear that at all. Mm-hmm. But then you have people that really have to hear that and it's very, very, very important and it's sacred to them. So it's yeah. just really funny how all of these play into your personality right. yeah. and how you can easily miss each other just because that's not my love language right. doesn't mean I got to stop telling him what he needs to hear from me. And, you know? I, and I really think this podcast is important because I think a lot of marriages go bad or end because people yep. do not have this information. That yep. disconnect. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's not just about saying, well, this is my love language, but it's also learning that person's love language because like Sean said that you know he's still learning and that he he wasn't really listening to what she needed mm-hmm. he knew she wanted gifts but he wasn't listening to what kind kind of gift. type of gift yep and that's 16 years of marriage almost 16 years. yeah we're about to hit 16 but um I mean we've been together for what 18 and a half Something. 18 and a half yeah so the point I'm making is that you're still on this journey of yeah. learning your your wife and you've been together 18 years. So this is not something that you're going to learn overnight. You have to want to learn your your significant other's love language. You have to put forth an effort. And it's not, you, you got to be in it for the long haul. This is yep. not something that you're right. going to learn right. in two days. Right. And when I talk to a couple of my friends, I, the first thing I tell them, I said, when you're getting a relationship, you have to remember a couple of things. Number one thing that when you're getting a relationship, it's not about and a lot of them don't understand that. They didn't, they say, then who's it about? So it's about both of you. Because if you're going it just for what you can get. Somebody's left out. Right. right? You're looking at it as a one side. And I said, you have to know what they want. You have to learn them, understand what they're saying when they're not saying it. Right. I heard somebody talk about that once. They talk about if you have two people that are constantly trying to please each other. Right. You really can't go wrong. It really is when you take one person and only one person is working towards something right ah. but if if i'm consistently trying to make sure his needs are met and he's consistently trying to make sure mine are met then you really can't go wrong in that right. because you're both in it to make each other happy right you know yeah the disconnect comes when you only got one person working right or one person isn't working as hard as mm-hmm. the other then it's that imbalance but you really can't go wrong if you yeah are both putting i like that yeah. right and i would also say can't discount the knowledge or the information of knowing about these gifts because I could be really trying hard to love you, but loving you 
not in your gift. So in that case, it's, it's not an effort issue. It's just, I don't know. I'm putting don't my know effort, how. I'm, I'm, I'm um, directing my effort in the wrong area. Yep, and so right. in that case, so to me, it's a couple of layers. Number one, there are people who are not willing to put the work in, number one. Number two, there's people putting the work that are it's just... In the wrong... It's in the wrong place. So I think right. about podcasts like this and the information that we're providing, um, the audience here, those that are listening, will help steer them in the right direction. So I think you have to kind of layer. It's, it's not, I don't think it's a one-answer-fits-all. There are those out there really trying and just maybe they're misdirected. So keep that in mind. But that is what's happening most of the time when you don't know what your love language is. Oh, absolutely. You will continue to miss each other because you don't know where to meet them. Sure, sure. You know, not that the effort's not there or it's lacking. It's that you really don't know. And that's what's so great about the book is recognizing what your specific love language is, what your partner's love language is, so you guys can both work toward meeting each other right, right. Yeah. and that's where and the communication communication, communication. Yes. yes a lot of men think well I'll, you know i'll buy her this or i'll pay for this yep. she'll be good yeah but no she might need that word of affirmation yes exactly you know she's just sitting there she might want you to tell her that she looks good today or i love you or i love you or i'm, I'm I glad love you here. Mark henry i appreciate your support just yeah. she just might want to just hear you say that and that could really be the difference in your your marriage or your relationship. I think it's important too when it comes to gifts, and I talk about this because me and the her, this is all this is our <laughs> love language. But it is important to know that it is not about how much something is. Right. It is not about like, oh, it would make her happy to go buy her a five carat diamond ring or let me go get her a six thousand dollar Louis Vuitton bag. It's the thought. It's, it could be the smallest mm-hmm. thing. It could be that fifteen dollar lipstick. lipstick. Right? <laughs> exactly. Fifteen dollar lipstick. Yes. It does not have to be because you have a lot of people that they feel like they have to go into debt. Right. And it's to provide not, all of this stuff. And it's not about it, that. It, it, it really, really isn't. isn't. I know it's not realistic for me to tell my husband, go buy me a $60,000 Lexus because that gifts are my love language and that's what I want right now. <laughs> right. And then he's got to go out here. And I would never do that. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you have a balance. It's practical. Mm-hmm. It could be the smallest thing. Yep. The smallest freaking thing ever. So I just had to put that Good out there. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Good. Yeah, because even when I was like, you could at least bring me some socks when you go out shopping and come home empty-handed. Some socks. Girl, something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that $3 Godiva caramel chocolate candy bar. Yes. You know, just... Every time I go out and go shopping, I'm bringing you something back. Because <laughs> you learned. No. This was... But did you start off like that? No, he didn't. See how it like you learn each other over time. That's, that's the point Every I'm making, Every time I go to the store and go shopping, she has something when I come back. It may not fit her because it's for me, but I look good in it. Excuse me. When I'm with her. So that's the gift. You know what? I am done. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I've done better. Um, I, I, I kind of picked up some of her traits. Um, if I notice that she's looking at a, a, a certain purse or a certain pair of shoes, one time I really surprised her and gave her a whammy when I bought certain pair of shoes that I knew she wanted. Mm. And, uh, yes, you did. Yeah. I, I worked, I, I worked like, my way up for him and got him. That is so funny. Yeah. That was nice. But yeah, that, you know, it was something that I wanted to do. So it, it was, it was a happy moment for me just to see her response to it. And then, you know, she was like, well, why would you do that? And I said, well, you know, cause you then I said that was 
a want, not a need. <laughs> so, oh, so you didn't use the want and the need. So, yeah. so, I <laughs> so it, it, was, it was just important for me to let her know that I appreciated her. So I went out and got it for a while. I had it, had the funds to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so that gift should last like three years. <laughs> oh my god! I, I have can't. a question. Actually, I have a question for you two. Oh mm-hmm. gosh! And then no, it's, it's not like it's a good question. And then I have a question for you. And oh. so the first question, which for you guys is, um, what advice would you give young couples that are starting out in relationships, and their relationships are getting stronger, and they're considering marriage? You know, what advice would you give them in regards to um, the five love languages um, and their future? And then the second question for you, Sean, is what advice would you give the couples that are currently, they've they've either gone through a real serious struggle in marriage, they're on the brink of divorce, or they're, they're separated right now or about to separate, Um, and they're just really ready to throw in the towel for whatever reasons, you know, because obviously when you consistently don't meet each other's needs, then neglect creeps in, Mm -hmm. right? And then the disconnect starts and then realistically other people start to look good, right? right? Yeah. This is where you have people falling quote unquote in love with their coworkers or somebody they had conversations with that they shouldn't have conversations with, but that disconnect is happening. The damage has happened. You know, what advice do you give couples like that? So those are, I mean, that first question was what we were going to ask you guys. Oh, are you serious? (laughs) Yes. Because you know, you, you've been married and together for so long, you know, I don't know if Hark Henry does, but I look to you guys as a mentor. I love hanging out with you guys to, just um to fellowship and to grow our relationship Mm -hmm. so i mean i definitely wanted to have you guys answer that question but since you put it out there i guess we'll (laughs) we'll start maybe we both can answer we'll both answer absolutely it's i I think it's it's an interesting question and your statement is interesting because people tell me that Uh about our relationship yeah you do yeah he tells me that and that's why I wanted to do the podcast. That's why I do the things that we do because I want to be an inspiration to other couples. Even though we're older, but we're still young in our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the key thing that works for us is that, number one, we're both vulnerable. We communicate. That's my big one. Yeah. yeah and that's big. we keep everybody else out of our mix. Yeah. You know, social yeah. media, all that stuff. We had a, a podcast and a discussion about Cardi B. Yes. And celebrity um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, how she sexualizes her relationship. And then you're doing everything for social media. You put that target on your relationship. You put that target on your husband. Because if you say this and say that, somebody's in the back said, watch me. Watch what I'm going to do. There's my open door to right. your husband. Right. Yeah. Into your marriage. And, and, yeah. and then even young in the marriage. And again, this is a discussion we had on another show. When you're married, you cannot maintain a single person lifestyle when right. you're married. So if you were going to strip clubs or whatever to the club to party with your boys, when you're married, you can't do that. Because again, you open that door. Yeah. And even with your girls, you can't go out kicking it with your girls who are single because... Sometimes secretly, they're a little envious of what yeah. you have. Mm-hmm. That's a shame. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but just to piggyback on that, my advice is to slow down. Don't rush. 
let it happen naturally. Get to know the person that you're dating. Um, always keep God in the relationship. Be open to communication. Be vulnerable. That's something that I had trouble at first because it was like, I'm independent. I do everything myself. I can do it. I don't need yeah. help. Yeah. But I had to learn how to relax and it was something that I've always wanted to do but I didn't know how because I needed to make sure things were perfect so being vulnerable and letting being open to what you need and letting your your significant other feel that and just being open and being able to listen um, assume innocence be patient you know, you have to get to know the person to understand if you're really connected, if that's the person you're supposed to be with. If you're even compatible. Exactly. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. So, that's that's what I think. Good thoughts, Kit. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, we can let you guys uh, give your advice and then we'll have Sean answer the question that April posed. I think we probably have our own they probably probably tie in together a little bit but I think definitely my advice would be um make sure like we can tend to especially those of us who have been in past relationships Mm -hmm. we can tend to carry baggage yes you know and so I think being very Mm self-reflective a lot of people have struggles with looking inwardly yes they don't want to face the fact that we are flawed You know, they don't want to face that. They just want to pretend like everything's okay all the time. And you can never grow that way. Right. You know, it's pride in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so I think taking the time to really self-evaluate your own habits, your own thought patterns, and really just laying them at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to be honest with Mm -hmm. you because, like I said, we can carry a lot of um, hurt Mm -hmm. from past relationships, um, a lot of bad habits from Uh past relationships. We can project onto our significant other a lot of the struggles that we went through in past relationships. So I think making sure that number one, you are um you are good, you have surrendered. you you just have come to a place of surrender and you're like, you know what, Lord, whoever it is that you need me to be, whoever it is that I'm destined to be, make me that person. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Let me go into this relationship, this marriage, um, not completely shattered. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Because then we just become their baggage. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I can only love Sean as much as I love the Lord. Mm -hmm. I can only love myself. I can pattern the love I have for myself. I try to pattern that after the love God has for me, which in reality, that can be a struggle because when you've had issues and you've had things happen in your life over time from childhood, you know, relationships with your parents, a missing father, you know, all of these lacks, Mm -hmm. just even allowing the Lord to come into those areas of our life is very hard sometimes. And sometimes it takes years. So I would definitely say making sure that you take that time to work on yourself right first Mm -hmm. so you can enter into a healthy relationship. And then both of you guys can take your past experiences and you can, you know, help mold each other into, you know, what lies ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's my just communication and realizing it's just not all about you. Right. Yep. 
again, like we mentioned earlier, <laughs> if you have two people that constantly work on pleasing each other, you really can't go wrong yeah. with that. You're constantly growing. You're constantly evolving. So that's my advice. Takes two to tango. That's good. <laughs> so let's see. I would probably kind of piggyback off that, maybe come from a little bit different angle. I mean, I think first of all, to kind of reiterate, you know, we do have to take, as men, we have to take our time, number one. Um, men are physically stimulated, and so when you first meet uh, uh, someone from the opposite sex, it's a, it's a physical attraction. Yeah. The problem with that is that, you, you know, physical attraction, is that's the kind of the beginning point, but then you want to focus on the heart of the individual. You got to find a way to look past all of the outward stuff here, mm-hmm. body and stuff, and like what is in the heart. <clears throat> Number two is like what is this person bringing into the relationship? I think so many times, you know, we look and we're so mesmerized by beauty or cars, car, whatever, whatever, maybe a house. Like, what are they actually bringing into my life? Like, are they adding Adam. value to me? Mm-hmm. And I think for so many, for so many people. It's not really a, a value added thing. It's just kind of a convenience, or I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be, I don't want to be alone. Yeah, right? I don't get yeah. You know what? It's like yeah. that's yeah. not yeah. the right reason. That's not the right reason to jump into yeah, a relationship. One to the next, to the next, to the next. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So there's there's, there's self reflection also. Like I mean, for us, our relationship with God and through Christ is so important. I can't love my wife. How can I trust? How can she trust my heart? How can she trust her heart with me if I'm not even able to really give my heart fully to Christ and, and I'm not totally surrendering? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, we all know that outside of Christ, you know, our we're, we're not really good people. We're, you know, we're nothing without the spirit of Christ living in us. And so the other thing is like the person, in my opinion, needs to be anchored in the truth of God's word and living, living for the Lord because it's about value systems. And here's the thing, when things go when things go bad, they're going to go back to their value system. So is it a worldview or is it a Christian worldview, a yeah. Christian view or just a secular worldview? So all those things kind of matter. You mean like as far as like being anchored? Being anchored. Yeah. You have like to be anchored when the storms in, come. Yeah, you have to be anchored yes. in something. Hmm. You can't get blown away yeah. with the wind. And then the other <laughs> thing right. I, would say, I would say is like, you know, the way we were raised and the way we grew up makes a difference. Like I know as... You know, sometimes we forget, like, look at your parents and how, look at their relationship and how did they interact? What was their, what was their um, communication? And, and for, at least for me, I can say there was, it was highly dysfunctional. Yeah. I mean, highly dysfunctional. And so that's, that is my reference point. So ask yourself, what is your reference point for marriage and to be a husband? Like for, for, for my brother here, it's like, how, how does he know how to be a husband? He's and most likely it came from his father. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if his father was a solid husband, then he's got the, a solid foundation. Right. I look at my life. My dad wasn't really a father. He wasn't a husband. So where's my foundation? Right. So I don't really have one. So I'm coming into the marriage then trying to kind of make it up as I go, making a lot of mistakes, not realizing, you know, that that the way I'm doing things has no reference. It's, it's not it's not bringing growth or fruit. And so we have to be, even in, in the same thing for, for a woman, it's like her reference point for marriage is going to be how she saw her mom and dad react right. or how they live together, how right. they love together. So we got to take all those things in consideration mm-hmm. when we're thinking about relationships. And, you know, marriage is a beautiful thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's a beautiful thing between two people. It can also be hell on earth mm-hmm. when things aren't mm-hmm. well. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the thing is, is with any relationship, you know, there's there's good days. See, it's good days, bad days. And see, most people, they think just because you're having a bad day or a bad week, that doesn't mean you have a bad marriage. Yeah, it doesn't right. mean exactly. you're married. It means, you, know? it means exactly. you need to work through some stuff. And a lot of times, God uses each other us uses each other to kind of really work on us. I know for me, when we first got married, it was a reflection. My She brought out things in me that were hidden. I didn't know bad things. Things... Things about her me. eyes are huge. Yeah, like, what? Anger, <laughs> anger and, it, well, and just it's selfishness. So funny because you know how you mentioned just how you know our parents. We look at the relationships that we saw growing up in our households, wow. and I remember my mom was always you know Miss Independent. Oh, you yes. know, even though my dad, you know, my dad paid the bills, my mom was still her personality was like. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this for myself if you're not gonna do it for right. me. You know, real uh-huh. feisty. The women in our family are just really feisty. They are indeed. And, um, <laughs> and so I know. And so I think I think back to just a lot of the ways that I am. You know, and it it mimicked that. Remember how I said, you know, but the fifteen dollar lipstick. I'm that's gonna get it myself. Yeah. I'm gonna get it myself. That's fine. In my head, I wrote them off. I'm like, okay, well, I don't need you to buy nothing for me. Then I'm just exactly. gonna go out and take care of myself from now. Yep. I'm gonna ask you for nothing. <laughs> Keep your stuffed animals and your roses. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, then, but then, but then, I think about when we first started dating, and I knew who he was because you know the Lord had showed me that in a dream. Which again, that's for another time. But I knew who he was, so I was anchored in who he was already because I had this this God given encounter, right? Um, but when we first started dating, his he was very. Um, you know, growing up in a dysfunctional home like that, mm-hmm. you know, where there was abuse, you know, for just being mm-hmm. transparent, there was a lot of abuse and that's all he saw, you know, he's never touched me, mm-hmm. but I remember when we first started dating, there was, there was a lot of control. I remember I used to, um, you know, we were in Bible college. I used to have my shirts buttoned up. Well, there'd be one button down. I remember as soon as he would see me. He's going to laugh, but this is the old us, but just to show you what we, you know, where we started, you know, um, first, the first thing he would do as soon as he saw me is go like this, he would, but he would button my shirt, that, that top button, he would button it. And I remember when he would get mad sometimes, look at his teeth grinding, buddy, it's okay. It's it's the old you. It's not you anymore, buddy. It's okay. We're going to help somebody get through this. Okay. But he was, um, he would button my shirt. And I remember when he would get mad, he always take his finger and he'd be like that. And so, you know, the old me finally snatched that finger up. And I was like, look, this your last time pointing his finger in my face. This is what you ain't going to do. This is what you ain't going to do, you know? time where I said it, it was an area of his life that I did not know mm-hmm. because he wasn't like that when we first met but the closer we got I started seeing this mm-hmm. and I remember at one point in time I said you know you know we need to break up we, we gotta break up because you the you gotta allow the Lord to work on you in this area of your life because I can't be with somebody like this okay but in my head I knew that I knew he would get it together I right. knew God would deal with him and I want to say it took would take buddy. So did, did you three. guys break up? Oh, I totally broke up with him. Oh yeah, I totally broke up with him. He's how like, how he, is this he, my cousin? And uh, I didn't I didn't know this we story. We were in Bible college. I totally broke up with him because I I wanted I wanted healthy. That was not healthy to me. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And um 
I broke up with him and but in my heart I knew I was anchored I yeah. knew he was my husband you know right so I that whole time I just prayed for him mm-hmm. and I remember I had we had preaching lab like the next week and I remember I was I don't even think I was talking to him on the phone much okay. I just kind of was like I was he's letting, shaking his head no. <laughs> he's like no she, she dropped you me. cold oh turkey. yeah I was like got, oh no we got ghosted like we're not doing this and I remember I had preaching lab the second the second week I wasn't answering his calls or anything. Um, and so in preaching lab, he shows up at preaching lab. He sits in the in the front row like he's my spouse. Like he sits okay. in the front row, right? And I'm looking at him like, and he looks like a little lost puppy. Just like, <laughs> and the whole time, you know, it's true. Look at his face. And um, but the whole time, you know, the Lord is is reaffirming to me, like, I'm dealing with him. Mm-hmm. Like everything I, I said, I meant, I'm dealing with him. Just give him the time with me and I'm going to work on his heart. Okay. And I only took, it only took three weeks. Wow. Three weeks he came back, he was a different person. He spent that time seeking the Lord and you know the details about that. I really don't. I just know when he came back, God had changed his heart. So how did he come back? Very apologetic. Okay. And then explaining to me how he grew up and how there wasn't. Because he didn't see healthy. He was vulnerable. Yeah, he was vulnerable, right? And he shared with me his experiences, and then it all made sense, right? Because I didn't know the details. I just knew that he was broken. I knew he was hurting. I was honestly able to take me out of the equation and say, okay, yeah, I didn't like the finger, and I didn't like whatever else I said I didn't like, but I see him. I know he's my future husband, and I know he's hurting right Mm -hmm. now, and I know that God wants to deal with some of these broken areas of his life. He just needs me to trust him, right? As my father, he needs me to trust him in knowing that he's dealing with him. So when he came back, he was very apologetic. He was very, I didn't even know, you know, that I had these things going on inside of me. I didn't know that I struggled with this until I met you. Oh, okay. You know, I didn't know, and I'm so sorry that I treated you like that because you've been nothing but good to Mm -hmm. me, you know, and all that and all that. And it was fine. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. fine, and... Look yeah. at look yeah. at this. Eighteen so, years so later, eighteen years we later, we kind of tie this up, tie tie this all together. So <laughs> we kind of talked about. I think the question started with like, you know, what would we do to give advice, and so to kind of tie this all up, you know, we live in a generation. It's a fatherless generation, and so you, you got to ask yourself. We got men. You got young men. So I was twenty three at the time when I met you. So you guys obviously, you know, you're a little older now. So <laughs> yeah. Um, just imagine being 23 yeah. So young. and really un- you're just starting to understand yourself. And so right. we, but we have a generation that doesn't have fathers, never, no reference point. So you can see why when they meet a young lady, they have so many issues towards the, they never, their fathers and they don't, and they've never seen a healthy marriage. We can see why marriages have a tendency to go south and so quick. And so we, we, you know, we have to be vulnerable and we have to honestly, we have to look at, we got to look at this stuff. Like so many times we just kind of put the glasses on and just kind of go on with life and not really think about these things. But um, there's, there's, and that's why podcasts like this are important because be honest with you, if someone's 23 year old right now listening to this, they have such a higher platform to start with than me and April had because this book wasn't around that I was aware of. Mm-hmm. We Maybe it was, maybe I didn't have, I didn't know about it. Oh, it was, it, it was it pro- around, we just around, didn't, know, we didn't know about it. So. Yeah. You know, there's 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 hope for individuals. You know, if you've been divorced or if you're going through a tough time right now, just know that with God's help and a, and a little bit of um, vulnerability and sacrifice and willing to lay down, you know, mm-hmm. your way, you know, things can things can change. But I think we can't dismiss the the way that 
you know, people were raised. That's a big part of it. You got to look a little deeper about on things. So I think too, going into it thinking that everything is just going to be peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be perfect. Honeymoon. You have two people that are coming into something together. Right. And dealing with God only knows whatever each other is dealing with together without losing hope in each other. Right. Right. So when the tough times come, it's important not to just be like, this is too hard. I'm out. Right. You know, now granted, I'm not somebody that I I don't believe in physical abuse. I'm not for anybody putting their hands on anybody. That's right. I'm out. Sorry. So I'm saying outside of that. Um, and even honestly, when it comes to infidelity, you know, that's a whole second, that's a whole different beast. Yes. Like, you know, you could be bringing home diseases and stuff like that. I'm not into that stuff, but I'm saying when it comes to just general, I don't know, marriage is a journey. That's, I guess that's it. It's a journey. journey. You got to constantly be willing to look at yourself. You got to constantly, constantly be willing to grow and just fight through it. And, um, and you know, with God's grace, you know, he'll, He'll help you. Yeah, so I totally agree. It Just is don't a, have it this is false. A journey. We're sixteen years this into false, it. This uh, false, you know. It's, it's beautiful. Like it's God. just everything's just perfect, like a fairy tale, right? Yeah, because two people are that. growing, and the season you're in in your twenties in your marriage is not the same as the season mm, in your thirties and right. the season in your forties. Yeah. You know, you're building up all this wisdom and this experience Absolutely. and this learning, and then you just finally start to get to a place where you truly understand each other. When we used to be upset at each other, he would say things to me like, this is the worst thing you can say to a woman when she's upset. It's not that serious. Girl! Or, or listen, or relax. That is like <sighs> the worst thing ever. The anger. That is, yeah, that's, that's like the worst. So, but getting to that point where you finally realize, I gotta stop saying that. Because that's just like throwing flame on a fire. Like, I don't have you learned so, that. Yeah. Like that that's the worst. And so what I learned even when he's upset, because when I would get upset, he would just keep talking. And I'd be like, please stop. Just just don't talk. Just don't say anything. I just need quiet. And he would still keep going, 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 going. And I would just get madder and madder and madder and madder. But finally we got to a place where when I'm just like, I just need quiet. <laughs> I need a he's minute. He's just quiet. And yeah. then vice versa. When word. he's upset at something, I realize all he really wants me to do is put the, my hand on the back of his neck and rub his neck and say, everything's going to be okay. That's a love language. Everything, <laughs> look, everything's going to be okay. And what I want to hear in those moments when I'm on 20 is everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You're okay. Everything's going to be okay. But we didn't know that when we first got married. Right. Right. <laughs> so it was just flamethrowing. <laughs> it was flamethrowing, you know. Of, but now we're in our, I'm about to be 40. He's in his 40s. We're at a different place. We learned that in our 30s. So it's just, it's constant growth. Right. So you continue to grow you together. You continue to grow together. Yep. Yeah. I like that. It's a journey. And I want to comment on. No going out with your girlfriends. It's still okay oh, yeah, to have a that. to have a girls' yeah, night. We, we do girls' night. Yeah. Now we ain't in no strip club. Right. We ain't, we ain't clubbing. We're going out and having our Indian food. Right. Yeah. Indian yeah. restaurants. Yeah. It depends <laughs> for for married. It's a, a healthy yes. Yeah. It's, it's a healthy girls' night out. Yeah. Right? It's not a and worldly. That's, and that's what we're out. saying. It's as far as guys going out. If you're going out. You're healthy guys, not yeah. your homeboy. That's still, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't go out with him. Yeah. yeah. Unless a, a bunch of other, my other buddies who are on the same level that I'm on. I like Sean spending time with his friends, you know. Um, 
Yeah, I just. I, don't I know. mean, they need that. Yeah, they need that guy. They, they need some. They need the yeah. bromance. Right. Just kidding. <laughs> the bromance. <laughs> anyway, we've, bro-mancing. we've never discouraged that. In our marriage, we've always been supportive. Like, April, go out and do your thing. Mm-hmm. She lets me go out and play basketball with my He fellas. always asks me for my permission, too. I don't know why he does you that. Know, so oh, he, he doesn't does. ask permission he for anything. Has. And I'm like, please don't ask me. If you want to go somewhere, just go. Yep. Like, we've encouraged but we're just kind of different like that. We've always encouraged it. We always want to, you know, each other. To, we're really not, we're not, we're not needy we're not super clingy. spouses. Mm-hmm. We love each other. Don't we're not. And I, I want you home, like, you know, now, most we'll, of the time. Yeah, come on. He does recently, like to keep it to himself. Recently. <laughs> uh, sitting on the couch, kicking with my toes, playing with my feet. He likes me to crack his toes and pick oh his toenails. Oh, my God. You know what? This conversation probably goes sideways. You know what? TMI. Yeah. It's TMI. You like as a man, he's never had a pedicure. Yeah, I took I took him Did for I his birthday last no, year. Took... He hated every minute. You know of what? You know, when they do yes. that thing in the bottom of your feet, but oh, I, man, but be, like... but because I'm in the beauty industry, I'm a now like I groom him. So like I I I cut his beard, I straight edge it, I sh- I clip his toenails, like I give him facials, like you're that's you're just... getting me in trouble right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've always been like that. If he has a black hat, I'm you know that's me. When he had hair, that's just I a cut his hair. Rub back here, yeah. like, but yeah, but that's a that. that's a great segue into the last love language, <laughs> which is quality time. So like, what do you do for each other? Like you said, you bust a blackhead. <laughs> <his feet. laughs> You rub his back, Ew. but you know, even okay, though he, he doesn't have any blackheads. Well, some sometimes yes, but no, I do extractions on his nose. Right, so. right. He does extractions on me too. Yeah, it's, yeah. He likes it. Quality yeah. time. Yours, part of yours is quality time, right? One of your love uh, languages. Yes. No, it, it wasn't is. the highest one, but it but it's one of yours. One of one of our our quality. I think quality time was one of my top I ones. I definitely could see you guys mine having was, quality time. Mine was time the second one. Yeah. Well, her her day. You know, just like the podcast, the Thursday Thursday. Every every Thursday's her day. Whatever she wants to oh, do, yeah, yeah. whatever she hers. wants to eat, that's hers. She wants. <laughs> if she wants to go shopping, yes. we go. But I mean, but any, then wait, wait. But when I try yes. to flip it and I say, no, for you know my thir- Thursday Thursday, I want you to decide what do you want to do. Let's celebrate you today. No, it's the Thursday Thursday. What do you want to do? So then we start bickering about. <laughs> So what, do you, it, what do you want to eat? Then it's right. canceled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, then, and then he cancels it. I'm done. <laughs> I think that's so cool, though. Just taking a day out of the really week cool. to acknowledge her, yeah. to take time with her, and just making sure that her yeah. needs are met. Right. I think right. that's great. Because especially with the way the economy is now and, and working from home and things like that, it's more vital now than before. Yeah. Um, work gets stressful. It's getting hard for both families and, you know, situations. Finding that one day to just decompress. Yeah. What can I do to make you happier and vice versa? We don't we don't really do a whole lot, but we know that's our day. It could yeah. be a bike that's ride. Yeah. Like turkey burger. Because I love turkey burgers. Yeah. It could just be so. watching a dumb movie that I want to see that he has no interest in. I know it's my day. Yeah. So he's stuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just little things, you know. Yeah. That's good. I, I agree. Like, you know, I know you like to, sometimes we'll go down to Dayton and we go to that place. And like all the things there. we do together, too. Yeah, as a yeah. We're yeah. always yeah. kicking it together. Hey, now. Yeah. We're always yeah. kicking it together. I mean, and that's a, a good thing is <laughs> when you're married, having 
marry friends, people oh, that you oh can God, yeah. Yeah. learn from. Keep you and at the strip clubs. Help you. you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Knock you out. <laughs> and just helping you continue to build upon your relationship yeah. because they're setting an example. Yeah. You know, so I really enjoy hanging out with, oh, with yeah, you guys. I know, us too. Feelings mutual. I know. This, not, you don't get many opportunities to be around another married couple that you... This was great. You know, it's family mm-hmm. and, and, and good peeps. It's, uh, it's really refreshing to to be around you guys. Especially so. now too during COVID with COVID happening and everybody's families, I feel like the family dynamic is shifting yep. and has shifted because people are forced to be at home with their kids, their wives, their families. And so it forces you to focus on that family quality time. It's mm-hmm. kind of forcing that love language mm-hmm. back in. Whereas before everyone was kind of living their own lives in the house, right? You know, kids you at dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, even in that, you know, people really don't sit at the dinner table right. anymore. So kids are on their phones and devices and, um, just COVID has really shown a lot of people. Number one, that no one's promised tomorrow. Exactly. Yep. Just shifted the focus on the value of and the quality of the life that you're living. Mm-hmm. Are you living your best life with the people that mean the most to you? Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So you're the Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully that encourages families out there to take husbands, day. take, take that day. time. Just step back. Step back. Look at your wife. Realize, remember why you fell in love yes. with her. That's a you good know? one. And, yeah. and just try to meet her needs, you know, and then, and, and vice versa. But just as the man of the house, the king, right. The man of the house, the lead, um, (laughs) take that time and literally just take a moment and just shower your wife with some love and some goodness because, you know, men carry certain burdens, you know, as the keeper of the house, but women as the nurturers and the emotional beings. And sometimes we, we suffer in to, silence. Yeah. We tend to repress a lot of our feelings mm-hmm. and we tend to be suffering inside a lot of the times dealing with the struggles of being a mom, dealing with little kids, um, and just whatever else there is, yeah. you know, and sometimes they just want to take a moment and they just really want you to just love on them. Ask them what they want to do for the day. Take them away for a weekend, do something, get a sitter for the kids, yeah. something to just, put her back where she needs to be, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, in the same COVID has given too. and COVID, COVID has given and COVID has taken away. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So, yeah. And also ladies, you know, yeah, same thing for your husbands. Out. They need yeah, a that's what job I said, well done. Yep. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Cause a lot of them come home from work and they don't talk about the struggles that they've gone right. through and just being head of the house, you know, whatever paying all the bills whatever it is that they do different homes do different things right. however they want but it is important to make sure that you're acknowledging and you're valuing your husband and your man as well because they work hard right they work hard too and, and, and then they're here and they're groomed to hide their emotions so again yeah. you may yeah. not know what he could be yeah. going through so just to say I know randomly I come to him sometimes and I just put my hand on his back and I just say you know what I really appreciate you I appreciate everything you do for our household I appreciate how hard you work <laughs> look at him he's like got it. that pride I, I know right? just stuck out. <laughs> I appreciate how hard you work and I just want you to know that I see you yeah that's what a submissive wife should do. That's you know right. what? Submissive. <laughs> 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 on that note. On that note. Yeah, you're right. On that note, I want to say thank you guys for yeah, coming. This absolutely. was absolutely great. We are definitely going to have you back on uh, for some other topics. Yeah. Uh, again, look for us on Twitter at 
M-S-T-A-J underscore H-A-R-K. And our Instagram is... Wait, wait, the two hearts, the number two, H-A-R-K-S. Yes, and this was part two of the Consociation Conversation. So we... (laughs) Five love languages. (laughs) Number three is going to be great. What's number three? Two people, two beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we, you know, we've been taught growing up you know, equal yoke. Yeah. What if you marry somebody? No. Yeah, somebody's yeah. Muslim, somebody's Christian, Jew, Catholic, or somebody's whatever. Jewish. So we we've got somebody in mind, and we want to kind of know more how that works. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So stay tuned for that Interesting. one. Yep. Yes, and as always, thank you for your ears. Thank you for your ears. Don't forget the Two Heart Sunday Show every Sunday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WMVU.org. Say goodbye, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Because I'm your wife. You can't fire me. We in this together. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth.